Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My offer is this. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Okay, 50 Burger. Thank you. Appreciate that so much. It's Willard and Dibs. Um, man, it does. It feels like a one-man show right now, doesn't it? June feels like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it, it like does. a long time ago. Um, it's just crazy. We'll get back to your phone calls yeah, here. 50 of 119. Jeez. It's almost uh, like 5 twelfths. How many Which is times? Like 43% of the points. In the history of the NBA, how many times when you score 50 have you also been teed up in frustration and lost by double digits? Um, feels like that doesn't happen very often. Um, and uh, my gosh, what a great person to talk it out with. I wish we could do three hours with you. Uh, but Ramona Shelburne of ESPN on her way to Around the Horn right now. Uh, what, what an article, Ramona. Great first and foremost. Great job. That was a really, really interesting read. Thank you, thank you. I always love when we do these stories. Um, like, I literally reported this right at the beginning of the season, right? Right as training camp was getting going and coming off that championship. <laughs> right, and everybody's in a good mood. And it takes a little while, right? Like, you're putting together a TV story that's seven minutes long and a, and a written piece of 3,500 words. And so it's like, it takes a couple weeks to, to, to write and edit and get all that stuff done. And you're like, oh, it'll be all right. It'll, it'll, it's not going to get old or stale. It's not going to change too much. <laughs> and then come to find out, it, it changes oh, a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> any story that starts in Tiburon and involves the San Francisco Bay, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the city, it, it can't be that bad of a story, even though the Warriors are, have hit the skids. Look. You know, this is one of those questions where you say, you know, is this the championship hangover? Is this just everybody needs to find their new flow? Um, it's not like Clay forgot how to play basketball after after last season. He just he didn't do as much during the off season because he didn't want to get hurt again, right? That was how he got hurt the first time with the Achilles. They ramped him up slowly in training camp. He feels good, but like everybody has this sort of we're taking it slower we're pacing ourselves this year we're not going to worry about our regular season record as much as long as we get ourselves to a place where we we feel good when it matters and every, you can say that as much as you want but it still sucks to lose <laughs> right like, no, it still sucks to be six and nine and have a game where i mean how many points did beating score last night without chris paul I mean, oh and eight on the road, Ramona. Like this is, you know what I mean? It's it's one thing to be a little wobbly out of the gate. That's not what this feels like. So so let's dive into it. I'm going to read directly from your article and let you react to this. Quote, Draymond Green apologized to Poole and the team and has returned to the court in fine form. But the issues underlying the conflict are still present. Poole and 27-year-old Wiggins are the future of the franchise. The only question is how clean the handoff to them will be. In your mind, based on your conversations, in what way is that incident affecting them now? I wouldn't even say it's the incident. It's, it's more the incident. Like, it reminds me a bit of the year Draymond and Kevin Durant got into it after the Clipper game. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Where, like, that stuff is just there. I mean... People knew Kevin Durant was talking about leaving and sort of felt like he had one foot out the door all summer long. Like, it, Draymond just kind of brought it out into the open. <laughs> because he called him out on it and he said, like, you know, why why don't you just clarify? Why don't you just tell everybody what you're saying behind the scenes? Right? Like, there was a sort of um, just bring out what is festering beneath the surface 
Draven has that way of doing that, right? And and I don't think anything festering to the words. I think it's just awkward. It's, it's just, you know, there's a feeling of like you're trying to transition to the new younger group. Everybody, uh, you know, the Clay and Draymond and Steph and Andre, they those are the four players that built the dynasty. And there is going to be a handoff at some point, although Steph Curry will be the last one standing, okay? There's no doubt in anybody's mind of any of the pillars of the franchise, there will be Steph at the end, okay? But how long do, does everyone stay together? How do people transition roles? Do they um, take less money to stay? And do, you know, does it get awkward for a minute here or there? Like, you know, the play right now is in the starting lineup. Um, I don't hear any talk of him not starting, but like Jordan Poole did have a really good run last year as a starter. We, like you have to, like these kinds of things get uncomfortable, especially when you have Draymond has two years on the field, but one's a player option next year. Uh, you know, this year, next year, the player option. Play's got a couple years, but gets really expensive. And if he's not at the level he was before, then you know you would have not looked at that, except for the fact that they're going to have to pay five hundred million dollars in <laughs> payroll and luxury taxes next year, right? So there's this. There's all these financial issues that are hitting the Warriors starting next year. And everybody feels it. Everybody knows it. Like, the fight with Draymond and Jordan Poole, like, well, it wasn't about that. It, it certainly wasn't not about that. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, and, and so I think that stuff just, is just there. And it's a question of can they compartmentalize. Look, you're that Kevin Durant... Um, Draymond got into it. Kevin was leaving. It was a very joyless, yucky season. They still went to the finals and probably would have won if Clay and Seven didn't get hurt. And then right. this, yeah, this, this year's not feeling quite on the same trajectory. And how much of this do you think is affecting Clay? The whole idea of the transition and the fact that you know Clay's always kind of shot himself out of these slumps, and yet this yeah. year it, it seems like the slump is deeper than ever before. Yeah. Um, you know, the only thing, the, the thing with Clay is, is he's really pressing. I, he, I mean, you can just feel it, right? You can just feel him pressing out there because he wants so badly to, to contribute and to find his flow and get to shoot your way through it, right? He's always been able to do that. It's just taking longer this time. And that's or what happens when you're in your early 30s instead of your late 20s sometimes, or you're coming off of two catastrophic injuries. I mean, there's just, the longer the slump goes, the harder it is to bust out of it. Then you add in the the, the team dynamics that we just talked about, like that. It's hard not to contribute to pressure. And so much of being Clay Thompson is his ability to compartmentalize and to not feel that kind of pressure, right? Like he he is, you know, a lot of what I wrote about in the story is Clay is about getting that feeling. There's this feeling that uh, some athletes would call it being in the zone. Um, I think for Clay, it's a little, it's less about the, getting in his zone. It's just about really letting go of everything in life and being able to completely focus on playing basketball. And that, you know, the way he does that is through movement. He's incredible at just keeping it moving, 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 moving. Like the guy doesn't, does not sit still. And for two years, two and a half years, he had to sit still rehabbing these injuries. And he learned a lot. He's stronger. But his nature and the way he generally tends to work through any kind of pressure or anxiety or whatever he's feeling is through movement. And it's right now it's it's not working yet. <laughs> it's just not working yet. Yeah. Yeah. Remo- you can get there, but because you have a whole thirty three years of him showing you that he's been able to do that, it's just harder to send. It's just harder to send. Ramona Shelburne, ESPN, is with us here on Willard and Dibs, 95.7 The Game. So, Ramona, it was clear in reading this, you spent a lot of time talking to a lot of people in the organization, and, and, and you've been around them before through the years. So, what are your observations in terms of what is different, the vibe, the mood, now versus before? How deep you want to get, Mark? Are you feeling deep today? Deep. I want to deep. I want to dig. I want to get in there and find out what's going on with these people. All right. So here's here's what I see. You know that line, no, you know, no man steps in the same river twice, right? Yeah. yeah. 
because he's not the same man and it's not the same river. Okay? You know, like, as parents, we talk about, well, you know, I, I have two kids and, and they're raised in the same household and why is one so different than the other? Yep. And the, 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 the expert was like, because they were not raised in the same household. Right? One was raised when they were an only child and the other was raised when they were the second child. And the parents are different and the older child is different. And, I mean, it's just, you can't get to the same, even though the Warriors want to play the same way that they always have. Even though you want to just line it up and do what you did last year. Okay, run it back. You know, recast the, the, the core, you know, the young guys around Steph and Clay and Draymond. It's, just, it's a different mix every year. And they have to find it. And they're, you know, they're not the same guys. They're not the same team. And, like, I, I'll say this. Like, I think that what happened in the preseason, the fight with Draymond and Jordan Poole, but also the tape being leaked to TMZ. And, and I think leak is a stronger word, is, is maybe too strong of a word, like, and how they obtained it. Right, whether it was from within the organization, from a vendor who is just in the building and happened to catch it on a monitor, we don't know. That's what they're investigating. It changed that feeling around the Warriors for me, at least. Like when I was there, it's a little less um, uh, ease is the right word. Maybe like there's a little more. Uh, they they used to be real loose. They used to have a level of trust in each other and for up and down the organization. Just wasn't the same level of. Uh, relaxedness or ease around everybody which is to be you know totally understandable right like if you were in a place where a tape like that got leaked you'd be looking over your shoulder too you'd be worried too like who's not in it with us who's who's leaking this um i think uh the fight was a was a uh is an ugly incident i think that people are still kind of processing recovery although it feels less about that and more about um just trying to find the right roles, the right mix, the right feeling again um, with a, you know, we, we, don't, we don't see it as a new group, but it is a new group. You know, and, and even the people who remain are different than they were before. Steve Kerr's different. Clay's huh. different. And Draymond's different. I mean, it's just a, a different vibe around it and they have to find whatever this year's team is going to be. And this year's team is defined by this whole two timelines notion, yet Wiseman now down in Santa Cruz. Kaminga barely plays, didn't play yesterday. Moody lightly playing as well. Can they really still try to thread this two timelines needle, or are they going to have to take a different approach as the season gets closer to the trade deadline? So that's that's a big question. I personally think they keep up with the two timeline thing and you just have patience. I mean, you have to trust the, you know, the quote, the fixers huh. you have to trust the process right like you have to you have to tr- this is your plan there it doesn't always go in a straight line it doesn't always go smoothly and i think you have to try and find a way to trust it um unless there are some huge red flags that you see you know if there's some there's some huge red flags okay um but i i haven't felt that or heard that i think they're just experimenting and growing and it's it's a little clunky right now Little clunky. Is, is the right word clunky? Yes. I, like clunky. I mean, that's at, that's at minimum. I think that's a nice word, yeah. Yeah. The ball's not moving the way it normally does. Right. Anyways. Like, a lot of it, you can just, just look at, like, assist totals, look at pass numbers, like, how many times is it moving in a possession. And it kind of seems like, you know, stuff's going one-on-one. But there, there were moments like that last year, too. There absolutely were. Um, so, so real quick on that, Ramona, then to extend that, because this is the conversation we were just having I've kind of arrived at a, look, you got to ride or die and, and let them try. And if they fail, they fail. Is that where the organization is? Or or, or do you foresee the potential uh, of a big trade down the road if it's not working? Um, I would I would give it this year. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't do anything this year. Yep. Um, maybe after the season, if it's really not working and it's going to get really expensive, that's, that's when I think you, you can look at that. But like, Let's just remember how young James Wiseman is. He's so young. And, hmm. Like you could have said this. If you looked at Jordan Poole at the same level of experience, you would have said the same thing. Like, I, don't, I don't see how one of these guys seeing this guy, right? I mean, it's going to let him play. going to let him keep learning and growing and, and, and developing. He's such a young guy. And I, I know it's hard because the Bella Ball's out there and Anthony Edwards, is, they're already 
kind of deep into their career and, and all that, but you gotta you gotta try to do that with with James Wiseman and, and Moody and Kaminga. Like they're just it's just scratching the surface here. And at the end of this year maybe you have a long enough sample size. Maybe you maybe you feel like you've seen enough and you've evaluated enough. And the best organizations are able to make those talent calls early. Right? They they they, they see enough and they're able to do enough early. Um, but I don't think they're there yet. You know, I, you know, Zach Lowe and I did a podcast yesterday and he was talking about you just can't waste Steph in his prime because he's so awesome right now. That's not, 100% that's true. But if you've said we're committed to the two timelines thing, you got to roll with it for a while. Yeah. Give it a chance. Uh, Ramona, just great stuff. Did you talk to Clay about the boat or did you go on the boat? I went on the boat. You went on the I- boat? Yeah. What was it like on the boat? He's, he's good, man. He does, like, my favorite thing, Mark, is that he does all his own work. Like, he's, you know, he, he doesn't have a debt crew. He's not hiring people to drop the anchor and be defenders. It's not like the show on Bravo. He does, he's like, he really is Captain Clay. Like, he, he's out there doing the dock lines, and he's, you know, he's out there dropping anchor, and he goes and fills up the gas in Salsalito, you know, I mean, that's, he does everything. I go, you know, you can hire people to do this for you. And he goes, yeah, but that's no fun. Like, this is like being in the Boy Scouts. Uh, I appreciate the Mo- Below Deck reference, too. Yeah, it's uh, one yeah. of my favorite shows. Mo- I mean, Mo- Momo, I'm not a jealous person, but I'm a little jealous. Uh, you went on the boat. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Oh, like he, you know, and, and like my favorite part was like, uh, he's like this guy who, I mean, he really goes on the boat. This isn't just like a hobby or a, a prop that he takes reporters out on interviews with. Like, he really enjoys going on the boat. You could. He has like a bed down down there, and you can you can tell like he obviously takes this boat out and goes for overnights wherever he goes. Right, <laughs> you know, like he goes out to Catalina, and, and you know, and he has like a book on the nightstand, and he's got a New Yorker there. He's got a chess set, like like this is like his place. Like he really he really is out on this, and he gets so excited about little things. Like at one point we're driving, we're driving, we're sailing across the bay, and he goes, "Hey, there's a seal." Which I'm sure he sees probably every single time, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, gosh, being easily amused is a hell of a blessing in life. Uh, Ramona, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, Mark. All right, uh, that's Ramona Shelburne, ESPN. She went on the boat, Dibs. Momo. She went on the, on the yeah, boat. That's her nickname, Momo. That's what I used to call it. Definite moment. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. She went on the boat. Yeah, she did. She went on the boat. Pretty cool. Take a good hard look at the Clay Thompson boat. You know what I'm saying? Thirty-five footer. Yeah. Um, he's he, <laughs> like he's pulling up from thirty-five feet uh, on uh, on most possessions. Um, look, and I, that, I mean, that, that wasn't really in the piece because she wrote the piece before the season really unfolded. Right, but, this uh, was about the great comeback of Clay Thompson. She wrote that when she didn't realize he was going to come out and miss most of his shots. Right, and take shots that he probably shouldn't be taking. And he again last night, you see it. He's hunting, he's jacking them up, he's taking bad shots. And uh, I don't know at what point, as a coaching staff, you step in and try to make Clay play a little bit differently because Clay has always had license to play his way out of this and almost every time he has played his way out of this but this one feels a little bit different to me this feels a little bit more like a player closer to the end of his real usefulness as an elite player and yes he's searching for it and he's trying to find it but you watch him play and it it seems like every single shot is short so let's make the adjustment. Let's maybe try to get to the rim. I'm not seeing him attack the basket. I'm not seeing him post up like he used to. A lot of settling from Clay, and that's part of what Steve Kerr talked about, how it looks like a summer league team. It looks like a Drew League game with the way the Warriors are playing. I hear you. I really do. Uh, but it's such a conflicting thought, I think, for everybody because I think everyone also feels it's like, why have Clay out there if you're not going to shoot? Right, I mean, like you, you, like I'm not willing to take that position on the Warriors and and be like, so what? What we want from you, Clay, is to pass. 
I mean, it's, it's not even what he does. How about just wait for a better shot? I yeah, but he's, I mean, the first decent you know shot how, he gets, but he's taking. That's difficult. You know that. Like that's that's kind of what made them them. Is is you know, it's like being a photographer. You can't wait. Like you got to get that shot when it happens, right? When bride and groom are coming back down the aisle, you can't be like, uh, uh, no, boom. You got to hit that thing or else you miss it. So. Like, but if you have another camera person who's open, yeah, let them take the shot, yeah, and that's what we have. And you have, by the way, the best. You have Ansel Adams on on the floor. He's getting plenty Steph of shots, Curry. but he's getting his shots. No, he is. He's getting all the and shots. I'm not. I'm more concerned about Andrew Wiggins going back to the old format. K Wig. That's fair. Five of eleven. I mean, is he even out there? These yeah. are times when you need to take over a basketball game. And Jordan Poole, zero for five. Well, I that don't know. to me, I don't know what's going on there. Clay, no Jordan. I know. Poole. I don't know. I wish I knew Jordan Poole because I would call Jordan <laughs> Poole and I would talk to him and say, <laughs> "What is it, Jordan?" Because right. however you're processing where you are on this team, however, whatever you're going through, whether it's fallout from the punch, whether it's you got fat and happy off a contract, hurt feelings because you're not starting, whatever it is, let's address it because you can't go two points one game, 36, and then back to two. That, that that cannot happen. Well, no, not for thirty five million a year. That's that's not that's not what the job entails. Even I, for I, the vet man, I mean, right, how, right. how does any player do that? I mean, imagine that would like have <laughs> you know that would be like having a quarterback go twenty one of twenty two one game. Oh, and then the next game yeah. you go, yeah, one of six. We don't we don't want to let Jimmy throw it. There's a lot going on, obviously. <clears throat> it's mental, you know. Um, but wait, I mean, is it all those prongs? Is it? Which of those prongs is it? Because if it's, hey, I really need to start. I don't feel comfortable coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, that's I, a tough one to deal. It with. It is, and I don't, I don't. He hasn't said that. I don't think he will say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the stats would meet out the fact that he seems to play better with the starting unit. And maybe it's because he doesn't have that same pressure of being the ball handler. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And better teammates around him and all of that stuff, right? Less attention is put on him. Uh, let's go to uh, Bird in Sacramento. Uh, hey, Bird, what are you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's hey, cooking? I wanted to... Hey, just uh, uh, on my way to go see my grandson and my daughter and uh, her boyfriend and just go visit before I head out of town for work. Just uh, wanted to talk about parity in the league okay so we're we are only out of the number one seed by four games so i'm with you willard i'm at a zero on my panic meter with 15 games in i do believe and i knew this in the beginning it would take a little bit longer this year but for me when you have the dna that this that this core has and when you look at basketball operationally you want to figure out what works best for you and then implement that when you really need to I believe Clay's shot will come back. I believe Dre will be playing better. Um, I do think the bench will start to gel. I do think there's going to have to be some tweaks. Personally, I would just mess with some of the minutes and bringing maybe Poole and DiVincenzo in a little earlier in the first quarter and stagger them to the second to then again on the back end play with Clay and Wiggins. So I just think it's a few tweaks. I'm at a zero. Uh, remember last year uh, in January, when Boston was three or five games under 500, they say blow it up. And they gave the Warriors a run in the uh, NBA championship. That's a good point. You know, yeah, no, it's, it's a good point, Bird. Thank you so much. I mean, it's interesting. Maybe that helps people. I don't know uh, because we're seeing what we're seeing. I'm not here to tell you that you're, you, oh, yeah, dude, this, this is not the basketball team you're looking for. Like, nice. yeah, they're, they're not good right now. But did you hear what he said? The four and a half games out of the one seed. They're one game out of the playoffs right now. They are so 0 and 8 on the road. Right. So you can, it, whatever numbers you want to use. Yeah, I'm we gonna, can play the numbers. I'm going to agree with you. you I, I, I agree with you. They are not a good basketball team right now. But to say that this is not salvageable, to say that there aren't things that you could try before we get anywhere near the whole blow it up thing, especially because even if you mentally get there, you can mentally get to blow it up, and you don't have any options on how to blow it up. I know everyone's got KD dreams, okay? I'll tell you this. I don't think there's any way in hell it happens, and I don't think it works even if they do it. I'm Yeah, I'm more of that mindset. I don't think that it works. I mean, it, it could happen, 
But I don't think that if you brought him in that that is the, the fix for what ails this team. Steve Kerr said it yesterday. This team lacks grit. So first and foremost, you need to start playing with some grit and some real intensity, fighting for loose balls, getting rebounds, getting stops. Until you do that, bringing in another offensive player is not the fix. Is Trent Williams tipping plays, and is Odell Beckham about to join the 49ers? That's what's up next on the game, brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises, in the form of Mike Silver joining us live from Colorado Springs, where the 49ers are working out right now as they get ready for Monday in Mexico. Willard and Dibs also sponsored by Lucky California. After that, we get back to your phone calls on the Warriors and more at 888-957-9570. It's Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. With everything going on with the Golden State Warriors, we'll keep taking your uh, your phone calls. Don't you worry about that. But This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't forget, uh, a lot going on with the uh, the 49ers as well. And uh, as we do every single Thursday right here on Willard and Dibs, a chance to hang out with the great Mike Silver all over the NFL for years and now with a column at the San Francisco Chronicle. Now, how's Colorado Springs? Are you breathing okay? What's going on out there? <laughs> yeah, altitude acclimation. I got to get acclimated for... Uh, Cal Stanford weekend with oh. a ridiculous college crew and <laughs> a lot of other. Right. It's a very challenging uh, physical test, uh, and it is also very cold here. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm hoping for a nice day in the uh, low 60s on Saturday. Hang in there, and uh, I'll probably see you in, out, and around Berkeley. And Mike, can you believe it's been 40 years since the play, almost to the day? Well, as someone who attended it, that freaks me out even more. Um, and yeah, can I believe it? I don't know. I mean, I'll be drinking with two of my kids this weekend, so I guess, like, depends how you measure time. But yeah, it, it's all been a blur. But I was a high school senior who uh, kind of randomly got to go to that game, uh, ended up going to school there, met a lot of great people, including my future wife. Uh, our daughter's a graduate, so uh, it's been been a wonderful uh you know wonderful 40 years but uh you know uh we we get up for big game whether it's going to be an epic finish or a dismal uh, defeat and I, i'm just excited that we got to experience last year's because that was a lot of fun yeah beautiful by the way when you are with your kids uh what is your uh, your drink of choice <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. I try to I try to stick with beer, man. I, you know, you know where you stand with beer. You can only get so much in you before you fill up. But I, I'm. By the way, I will. I will be very uh, alert during the game. I'm not one of those people who uh, you know goes too hard Saturday morning. I I want to focus on every play and uh, either uh, you know melt all over the place or enjoy it uh, thoroughly. So. I'll, I'll, you know, whatever they hand me if we win. There you go. There you go. He's Mike Silver. He doesn't always drink beer, but when he does, he <laughs> prefers Cal victories. Um, all right. Uh, is Odell Beckham going to be a 49er? What's going on here, Mike? 
Well, aren't I the guy who like said no to McCaffrey and then it happened? So I'm not going to say no, but uh, you know, last year one reason he went to the Rams was they really showed him a lot of love. They made him feel really special. The Cowboys are trying to do that publicly right now, and you know we'll see if that game plan works. You know, it's kind of believed that Odell has wanted to sit back and pick his situation and. You know, ideally be on a team that can make a run for it as, as the Rams did last year. Uh, the Rams would not seem to be in a great position for that. The Packers, uh, who, you know, were generating a lot of buzz, not as much, although maybe they got it rolling with that win over the Cowboys. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of talk about the Bills, the Chiefs, but certainly if you're looking at, uh, you know that metric. The 49ers would be a uh, an enticing situation. And and look, you know, there's only one ball to go around. And they run the ball a lot. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I, I you know fathoming you know trying to fathom him in that offense already with uh, all the the skill talent they have and the way Jimmy's playing that could be amazing. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But there's already a sentiment among some that there already isn't enough footballs to go around. Do you get that sense with this Niner offense, especially the way Elijah Mitchell kind of got the lion's share of the carries late in the game? Do you think that this Niner team will have that percolate to the surface? As long as they win, no. But if, you know, let's say they're five and seven, then yeah, I think you'll start. I don't know how, how surface it'll get. Uh, you know, I'll do my best, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be a thing if they lose and if they win, if it's a thing that'll be squelched, you know, people won't voice it because you know nobody really wants to be that person. Uh, so, you know, if, if they can win games with, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey not being explosive and Debo not doing his thing and Kittle not getting targeted a lot and they're still winning, I think everyone will get over it. But if they start to have the kind of bad losses they had in the first half of the season and, you know, uh, obviously they didn't come out roaring out of the gates uh, against the Chargers either, then, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, Mike Silver with us, Willard and Dibbs, 95-7 the game. You mentioned the, uh, the, the sentence, Debo not doing his thing. Um, have there been any conversations about that? What do you see? Like right now, his open rate and his catch rate, if you want to dive into analytics, are not very good coming off of signing a, a major deal. How, how do you think the Niners feel about Debo's season so far? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I don't know how Debo feels about it either. I'm trying to, to get at both uh, in, the, in the near future. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I think it just depends how you look at it. One reason Debo was so insistent upon getting paid now uh, and possibly getting traded, which what he wanted in the offseason, was that, you know, I think he looked at the situation and just said, man, I'm getting used up here, and I'm willing to do it as a team guy. I will run it. I will, you know, run hard after the catch. I will be a guy who's going to be banged up a lot. Uh, but, you know, I need my money to, you know, and, and Kittle said this when he was fighting for his contract. He he told people close to him, look, I want to be able to not worry about how I play. I want the peace of mind where I can go out there and run through people and, you know, crave contact. And if it bangs me up and I don't get another deal after this, so be it. So I think if you're Devo, there's a similar sentiment. So my, my belief is that once he got the contract, hopefully that eased his peace of mind and he's not freaking out about lack of targets and all that. Are the 49ers upset about it? I mean, look, they paid him. You know, nobody's holding a gun to their head when they pay these guys, right? They paid Debo, they paid Kittle. Um, I'm sure that Kyle and some coaches at times have griped about certain players and they're not doing this and, oh man, he makes so much money. But you know what, man? Uh, you know, you guys paid the money. So I, I hope the 49ers aren't down on Devo because we've seen the effort he gives and, and his willingness to be a team guy is what turned around last season. And he's a difference maker with the ball in his hands. We know that. Jimmy Garoppolo has been a breath of fresh air again coming back this year. And if he goes on a deep run, there's a lot of talk that maybe he sticks around next year. What would that... <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying, Mike, but what would, what would that mean in terms of uh, the team and the salary cap? Well, I wrote a column about this when he came back, and it, it 
you know, it quoted uh, the hip hop song "Money, Power, Respect." Oh, yeah, like kind of graphically. And look, uh, they might want Jimmy back. I'm not saying that they won't want him back. It depends how far they go, but. Jimmy's got the power now, finally, instead of like, oh, hey, Jimmy, we can look around and maybe replace you with someone and we'll let you know and we can always just cut you. Now it's, hey, you can't tag me. Um, I'll, I'll maybe look around and you guys, while I'm looking around, might have to see other options evaporate. So, yeah, I mean, this would be a great problem to have for everybody. That's probably a Super Bowl winning Jimmy that I'm talking about, but... Yeah, if they want Jimmy back, Jimmy might be like, yeah, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Let me look around. I do believe this. Um, probably he's gone after this year, and you cannot go into next season with Trey Lance as option A and the only option, right? Just because you haven't seen enough, and he's now coming off an injury, and it's only year three, you're going to want Trey Lance to step up and be that guy next year. That's your plan, but you better have a plan uh, A, too. And, you know, whether that's a veteran, probably, or maybe somebody, you know, that you've identified as an up-and-coming person who's been in the league a few years and hasn't had a shot, or a big-ticket free agent signing, probably not. But they're going to have to come up with some sort of other scenario uh, besides Trey Lance heading into next year. And again, if things go really well this year, these are all good problems to have. Uh, fascinating. Mike, is, is there not even a tinge of a Draymond Green sort of a factor going on with Jimmy? And here's what I mean by that. He's long been thought to be at his best self only if he's with the Warriors. Is 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 there that with Jimmy? Is the thought around the league that yeah he's he's okay, but it's kind of a concoction of the Forty ers No. Uh, I, I mean, I think Jimmy would have easily found a new home enthusiastically if he hadn't had the shoulder surgery. Yeah. And um, you know he's playing really well right now. I you know I wrote about it off the Sunday night game. The third down throws are big time throws. Um, you know, we know he's not perfect, and people are fond of pointing that out, but I, I think he's been a top 10 quarterback this season. I, I think if you look at everything and what's gone on, uh, he's, a, he's an NFL top 10 quarterback, and that could get better as the season goes on. Arizona beat him twice last year. What is troublesome about this matchup? Is it the fact that maybe Colt McCoy will start and not Kyler Murray? I, I don't know, man. I watched that Arizona <laughs> game last year that dropped them to three and five with Colt McCoy playing. They looked lifeless. Um, I wrote them off after seeing that. I was like, well, they're done. And obviously uh, that was premature. But, yeah, I don't know. They, they have struggled uh, in the Shanahan era with Arizona in all different incarnations. And um, I'm not exactly sure why. You know, the, they've obviously had a lot of problems with the Seahawks too that makes more sense to me that that wasn't a problem in the first game this year um, and they've you know they've had a lot of success against the Rams which we've talked about a lot but yeah I don't know why they've struggled against Arizona but if they are who they believe they are right now and they're certainly all in based on the McCaffrey trade etc cetera, etc cetera, if they're that team They'll roll this team in Mexico. And I know they're going to be acclimated to the altitude because <laughs> they're spending all this time in Colorado Springs and making me acclimate to the conditions uh, for my uh, important test on Friday, Saturday, and possibly Sunday if the axe remains in Berkeley. Man, uh, Mike, you know, good good luck with a hell of a week. So it's, it's Colorado Springs. Then back home for the big game, and then do do you go? Are you going to Mexico? I'm actually not going to Mexico. Okay. We are we are sending Ann Killian. Uh, you know, I, I I would call her. I don't know if you can go. Can you go La Jefe? Can you feminize? I I don't know. My Spanish isn't good enough, but uh, she is uh, she's the queen, and uh, we need to get her out there too. So uh, yeah, Anne's going to take that one, and uh, I'll get it back in Santa Clara. Okay, all right, perfect. Well, Mike, as uh, as always, thank you so much. Great stuff. Great to have you. Thanks, you guys. Go Bears. Okay, there oh, he yeah. goes. 
Mike Silver, uh, live from Cal headquarters in Colorado Springs. I love it. And uh, the final big game for Joe Starkey. Joe Starkey. As he uh, puts a wrap on an unbelievable career. He was doing the Niners for a long time. Niners and Cal at the same time. Joe is a great, great guy. One of the great people I've met in the business. Wasn't Joe on the mic for the T.O. catch against Green Bay? Owens, Owens. Yes, he he was. He caught it. He caught it. I mean, there's so many. I love it. Uh, the, the soundtrack of the Bay Area doesn't live without Joe. Yeah. And it doesn't the, live without Joe. The play, 1982, sure. November 20th, 1982, a great call in which he said the word lateral a grand total of zero times. Really? He never says, and there's another one, and another one. He never says lateral. If you go back, and hopefully we'll play that call maybe tomorrow because the anniversary will be on Sunday. Yep. But, uh, one of the most unbelievable, unbelievable calls, punctuated by the band is on the field. The of band course. is on the field, and then the band was on the floor. Yeah, uh, because remember, and I don't remember the names involved, but the uh, the Cal player who dropped the hammer in in the form of a football uh, right on the tuba player, trombone, <laughs> trombone, whatever. Yeah, targeting <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, it is. They would have thrown Can a flag. Imagine? No touchdown. <laughs> that would have been first of all. We got to review it. it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's targeting on a band geek. Can you imagine? I mean, and there's, I know this was the discussion for years of there should have been flags. Everywhere. There should have been flags everywhere. Can you imagine after that? Well, we're going to replay the down. It's going to take us about a half hour to get ready. Seriously. (laughs) I mean, uh, oh, gosh, that's unbelievable. But uh, no doubt, no doubt. That was an incredible call. We should play that side by side with the famous Steve Young run against the Minnesota Vikings where Lon Simmons gets away again. again. That's a great one. Gets away again. How many times did he say that in that run? Um, Yeah, one of the the great moments. So um, I'm glad Mike brought that up uh, to uh, to our attention. Uh, Thinking about that here coming up in about 48 hours. And you're saying what? It's a day before the 30th anniversary 40th 40th anniversary yeah. bad math sorry yeah. no no it's uh yeah because it'll be the 19th and that yeah. happened 80, 82 on the 20th. To 22 yeah, yeah. got it yeah. and uh, That's man, 40. just looking at uh Niners Cardinals they've split the last 6 games but prior to that Arizona had won 8 in a row so Dude. Arizona's won 11 of 14 in the series. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but he's right. Like the 49ers, if this, this is one of those classic Denny Green, may he rest in peace. If you are who we thought you were, um, you win this game on Monday night. You win this game on Monday night. And I, I'll say it now, especially for people who did not like last Sunday. I don't care how pretty or ugly it is. Right. I'm with you. You win the football game. That's the NFL this year. It's the NFL most years, but it's really, really in the NFL this year. Um, go win the football game. And uh, and I believe they will. So, all right. James Conner with a couple of touchdowns in the first quarter uh, last year as they rolled 31-17. Conner scored three times. Arizona got to 8-1, and one, Mark, on that day, November 7th of last year. Niners dipped to 3-5. and five, And you look at the two trajectories subsequent. What happened It's been a that? year and 10 days since then, and Arizona is in the crapper. They were 8-1 and one after that win. Niners fall to 3-5. and five. We know they run the table and make it all the way to the conference championship game. How many football games the Arizona Cardinals won since that date? I think You said they were 8-1. Eight 8-1. Eight this year they've won three. And they right? won three last no, they've year. I'm sorry, they've won four. Well, yeah, what was their final record? 11 and 6. They were 11 and 6. So they won three more last year than, than lost in the year. playoffs. Four this year. They've won seven games since a year ago? Yeah, 7 and, and 11 wow. in their last 18. Wow. 7 and 11. Yeah, they're not good. No. They're not good. No, but yet again, we talk about styles make fights. And yeah, this matchup, I mean, this is the matchup that kind of scares you because. Colt McCoy, 22 of 26 for 249. James Garoppolo in 28 of 40. Threw for 326. Yeah, and he's had, you know, even though some of the wins that they've had, right? The Jeff Wilson catch, uh, Halloween, whatnot. I mean, they've they've been tight. They've been tight. They've needed some heroics late in games. Um, And and you look at the, the Cardinals. This is a team that brought the Philadelphia Eagles earlier this year to the brink. 2017 game, missed a field goal late that would have won the game, and they didn't get it. Uh, they played a one-score game against Minnesota. 
Um, you know, obviously they beat the Rams last week. So, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're going to give the 49ers a game. I have no doubt about that. But he's right. You got to go win. If you are who we thought you were, you got to go win this football game. All right. Uh, let's get back to Golden State and everything going on with the Warriors. Great to have Ramona Shelburne on earlier. Suggest. Momo that all of you should go check out Momo's work because it's in-depth and it's deep. Like, let me throw a couple quotes at you and then we'll go back to the phones, 888-957-9570. We already mentioned the green pool dynamic. She says the issues underlying the conflict are still present. But there was one other phrase that kept popping in my head. It's just a two-word phrase, if you will. Kept popping in my head as I read the article, Debs. And the phrase is this, the end. This is the end. The end of the, the world doors. as we know it, maybe. I, I, the end kept coming up. It kept being a theme. And that doesn't mean that this is the end. It doesn't mean this is not the end. What it means is it just feels like a thing that they're all carrying around. It's constantly there with all the conversations. And may I remind you, as you pointed out, these quotes came before they started yeah. the year and went six and nine. Yeah. They were already thinking about it. Quote Steph Curry, there's not anything graceful about things ending ever. We understand that, but you can't worry about it when you step on the court. It takes away from it. We wouldn't have won last year had we let that be in our thoughts. Steve Kerr, quote, it can only last so long. We know this isn't going forever. This could be the last year. Maybe next year is the last year. We're in the final stages. We know that. We want to make the most of it. The Warriors have reached this very reflective stage. Clay Thompson at the front of the line. And I don't know if that's great for the standings this year. It's not great. It it is what it is, but I don't know if that's great for the standings. It's very difficult to stay in the moment when you realize that the end is near. And I think about this in terms of life because we just talked about the play 40 years ago. Michael Silver joined us, and he talked about how he was a high school senior that day, which puts him at either 57 or 58, unless he was some sort of a Doogie Howser and he was in high school as an 11-year-old. I don't think he was. So Mike thinks about (laughs) things in terms as a guy in his late 50s. I'm in my mid-50s. You're knocking on 50s door. Knock, knock, knock it on 50s You're getting there. Not quite knocking, but you can see the door. I see it. It's over there. You can see the door. I ain't knocking on it. You're walking down the pathway to the door. Get away from me, door. Seriously. But you talk about the end. And, you know, for us older guys, it's the end of days. And so you can get real wrapped up and thinking about, oh my God, I only have X amount of this left. Or you could try to stay in the moment and enjoy every day the best you can. For an NBA team, they know the end is near. And when Draymond Green knocks Jordan Poole into tomorrow, and you've got all these young guys, and we talk about two timelines, and we know the young guys are coming. you got to play the young guys. I love the young people and all that. (laughs) The veterans know the end is near. So it's hard not to realize that and also at the same time grind in the moment. That's interesting. More on that uh, in a moment with regard to old players and young players and relating to one another. Uh, But want to definitely hear from all of you. Andre and Berkeley next up here on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Andre, what are you doing? What's going on, fellas? I'm just kind of, you know, mobbing around doing a little work, but I had to chime in a little bit. I think you guys touched on uh, some of the things that are my point, and it has to do with... What? Andre? Andre? And gone. (laughs) Gone. Gone. There goes Andre. All right. Uh, There goes my Andre. (laughs) Sasha. This is such a, I always feel for callers, it's such an M&M moment, you know, like you, you sit there sometimes for a half hour. Big, fat choke And then it's just like, okay, here we go. Here's the moment. Godless. It's kind of like, this happened to me yesterday on hold with a, uh, I'll just say a TV provider. Okay. You know, when you're on hold and, and then, and, and actually the, the customer service agent, she was talking to me, but it was just like, just please, we're still working on okay. it. Keep waiting. Yeah. Keep yeah. waiting. Keep waiting. And she kind of come back. Okay. I have the answer to your question. And so. Gone. Gone. You're like, ah, ha. 
half hour of my life. And did they ha- flush? Did they call oh. you back? No, they've been amazing. There was no callback number. There, there was a callback, and then I called back. And then they have been like the most responsive and good, helpful. Good. Yeah, yeah, awesome, uh, awesome customer service. How often do you get to say that? Well, when you do get it, doesn't it just change the whole tenor of your day? Completely. When you get that customer service, it's like, oh, I can help you. A, B, C, D, boom, you're done. Thank you. And and but then, do you wait on hold to do the survey? <laughs> Because no, if I get good no. customer service, I will wait and do the same. I hear you. I hear you. But there, I mean, there was also this. Why do they take you through this little rigmarole, if you will? Hey, my bill went up. Why did my bill go up? Oh, because your promotion ended. Oh, my promotion ended. Do you have any promotions now? Well, let's look for twenty minutes. No, we don't have any new promotions. You don't. Oh, I guess I'm gonna have to look at other providers. Wait a minute. We just found a promotion. This is news sounder. It's like, could you just save us all a half hour? Breaking news That's from a TV it. provider. No, it's funny. <laughs> I, then Will I'm going to have to cancel. You know? Thank totally. you. <laughs> can, we just, can we just cut to the chase oh, where you actually gave gosh. me back my promotion? Seriously. As opposed to doing the dance. Threat to cancel. Oh. He's threatened to cancel. <laughs> Insert promotion. Hurry, hurry. He's going to cancel. Go, 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 go. This time he means it. Uh, 888-957-9570. Are you threatening to cancel your Steph, Clay, and Dre membership card? Because I am ride or die. Play this thing out and let's see if they can save it. You enter, you out, 888 957-9570 is all sponsored by ChooseChange.org. We continue with your phone calls next on Willard and Dips. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 